hear God's word? Yeah. Anybody excited? Okay, that sounded really weak for first service. Is anybody excited to hear God's word this morning? I can't be introduced as a cheerleader for Jesus and just get that feedback, all right? I'm going to have to do a cheer for you guys. I'm just kidding. All right. I am excited to be here. And thank you, Megan, for praying over me. I tell you what, when I'm with Megan, I like, I, 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 I don't know about any of you out there when Megan prays for you or when you just get to spend time with her, but I, I cling on to her words and her wisdom. And I love you so much, Meg. Thank you for that introduction. And I am so excited um, just to be able to speak God's word and his truth and what he has for our life. Um, it is a privilege to be here this morning. Uh, it's a privilege to be able to speak speak God's truth and share God's word and share what God is doing. And I tell you what, as I was um, back in uh, the opening prayer for the team as we were getting ready to start uh, first service, I was just thinking about how uh, as pastors of Ash Grove, how we see our church every Sunday. And so it was really neat to be able to go to Nevada last night and to be able to be at Stockton today and just see what God is doing at other locations of the hill. Isn't it amazing? Like, isn't it, isn't it amazing to think that there's more going on right now than just right here, right? There's more to the hill. There's more church members. There's more of our family of believers that's going on right now as we speak. There's more people hearing the word of God. And it's just such an awesome thought to know what's going on through the hill and to see what God has for the future of the hill. We're so excited for that. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Miss Keith and my husband and I, Pastor Nick, we pastor uh, the Hill Ashgrove campus and we have four little ones. And I just want to um, uh, pray right now that they have clothes on at church at first service. I had them all laid out for Nick with their shoes, socks, everything. So we will see if they actually were dressed and if they all, I always say just even for both of us, if both of us are, go, you know, um, it's a win if all four kids have shoes on. Can I get an amen, right? It's a win. But um, for, for Nick to do it by himself this morning, we'll see. I think they're going to be here with my, um, with my parents for second service. So uh, we'll see if they have shoes on or not, right? Um, but th we have four precious children. And um, we also do Soul Fire conferences. And so we do events throughout the year. And how many of you guys out there have ever been to Soul Fire Summer? Anybody? Soul Fire Summer is awesome. And it's just a, it's a week long um, event, event to just get you excited for Jesus. And that's one of the things that God has laid on my husband and I's heart for, for years. We started in youth ministry um, years ago. Uh, I was actually a youth pastor at my grandfather's church before I even met Nick. So we've always been in the ministry. Um, there's never been a time in our life that we haven't been in ministry, but we love to share the excitement of Jesus with people. We just love to share that God has the full life for you and that you can be a Christian and live an exciting life. Amen. God has an exciting life for the Christian and um, we don't have to be lame, right? Anybody with me? Christian life can be so exciting. So we love to share that. Um, guys, it is the end of 2019. Some of us might be excited that 2019 is over. Some of us might be um, sad, but it is the end nonetheless. Um, this is probably our last service of 2019 and 2020. Is that crazy? 2020 is coming up. Can anybody believe that you've made it to the year 2020? Does that seem crazy to even say the 
year 2020. That seems so crazy. I think back to when um, the year 2000 was such a scary time um, and just such a, you know, what's going to happen. And that's been 20 years ago. Is that crazy? It's getting ready to be 2020. Well, I have an exciting word for you guys today, um, specifically uh, for you. I feel like the Lord has really laid this on my heart. I got to share last night at the Hill Nevada, and it was a crazy service. I don't know if any of you heard about it, but we um, we had great worship. Faith, does a, she did a great job leading worship, and uh, Pastor Bo was up there getting ready to um, introduce me, and the tornado siren started going off. And so um, in that moment, I was like, I, you know, had my Bible ready to walk up there. My thought was, where are my children? They're in children's ministry. And so we were trying to get the kids out and make sure that everybody took cover. And so it was a little bit of a crazy, um, but I knew that even with the sirens going on, I knew that Bo, Pastor Bo's answer would eventually be, let's just have church, right? I knew that's where we were going with it. And so eventually, a few minutes later, we ended up having church. And it was a great service, and we're excited um, that uh, the storm, it was crazy because uh, Faith was actually singing, Peace Be Still. And that's the song that we were singing. So we were just singing to that storm. And so we got to have church in the middle of the sirens, in the middle of the craziness. And we still got to have church. And it was a wonderful service. But I have a, um, have a specific message for you today. Um, and I just want to pray one more time um, before we just get our hearts ready for the word. Father God, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you just for the opportunity to be able to speak your word. God, I thank you, Lord, that you have each and every person here this morning. Lord, I, I thank you for, uh, God, those that are weary in, in spirit. God, those that are weary in body, Lord, those that don't even feel like being here this morning. God, I thank you that they're here. And Lord, I just ask that you would do something incredible in their lives this morning. God, I just ask that you would encourage this morning, that you would build up, God, or strength, physical strength. God, I just ask that you would give that, Lord. Mental strength, spiritual strength. Lord, right now, I just ask that you would pour your Holy Spirit into us, God, that you would help us, Lord, to just receive your word this morning, God, and let it change our lives. God, we just love you, Lord, in your name. Amen. All right. My message this morning, uh, the title of my message is, Are You Ready for Overflow? And I was thinking about that as we end 2019 and we go into 2020. I just want to ask you this morning, are you ready for overflow or get ready for overflow? I want to encourage you today that God has so much more for your life than you could even imagine. Anybody agree with me? God has so much more for our lives than we can even fathom. God's word says in Ephesians that to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine in our wildest dreams, one translation says. I just want to encourage you this morning. God has more for you in your life. Get ready for overflow. So I have three things I want to talk to you guys about this morning. So if you're taking notes, I have three points and the first thing I want to talk to you about this morning is get prepared for overflow. Get prepared for it. I want to ask you this morning, do you have a vision? Do you have a dream for your future? So many times in our life, it's so easy for us to just get to get content and for us to get a little bit complacent with where we are in our life. I know in, in our own life, it's been, it's, it's, it seems that when God starts to move us in a different direction, 
even though we, we pray for God to move us and we pray that God would help us to go deeper with what he's called us to do, when God actually starts to move us, it starts to get uncomfortable. Anybody with me? It starts to get a little uncomfortable. And in, in my own life, in our family, when it starts to get uncomfortable, it's like immediately I start to say, oh God, is this what you really have for us? Do you really want us to go there? Oh God, why? Why are we in this situation? Why have you let us? We were just praying to go deeper, right? We were just praying for God to take us somewhere. But when we get out of our comfort zone, that's when it starts to get a little uncomfortable, right? We get content so many times in our life. We get complacent with where we are. And I want to ask you this morning, are you, com are you, are you complacent with where you are? Are you stagnant? Are you in a place where God's wanting you to move out, where God's wanting you to go a little deeper? Are you preparing for the overflow? God wants you to prepare for it. God wants you to have that dream, that vision. Do you have a vision for your family? Do you have a vision for your life, a dream? It's so easy for us to just get stuck and want to stay there. Now, I'm not talking about just being content. God's word says that he wants us to be content in all circumstances, whether we have plenty or we have little. He's wanting us to be content, but God doesn't want us to stay stagnant. God doesn't want us to just stay where it's always comfortable. God wants us to move forward. God wants us to have a dream. God wants us to have a vision. Are you moving forward in what God has called you to do? I, I, we homeschool our four little ones. And um, for those of you out there that homeschool, homeschool is uh, challenging and it's a, I feel like it's a battle um, every day, right? And it's a, um, but one of the things in, in with my children when we're homeschooling or just at all times with our children, one of the, one of the lessons that God has laid on my heart to teach them um, just, just every day in, in everyday life is that there's so much more to life than just what we see here and now. There's so much more to life than just getting up for work, going to a job, coming home, eating dinner, watching the same television show, going to bed, getting up the next morning, going to work. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like the, the routine of life that we get into. There's so much more to life than that. There's so much more to life. God has such a purpose for your life. Do you realize that? I'm not saying go quit your job because God has made a mission field in your career. Amen. God has given you, he has set you up exactly where he wants you to be for you to flourish and you to thrive in every situation you're in throughout the day. So whether you're in school or whether you're in your um, career, you're in your job, or maybe you're like, I would hardly call this a career. I'm in a job I don't even like. Just know that God has set you up where you are right now so that you can flourish where you are. Amen. Amen. There are people there that need to see Jesus. There are people there that need that. But it's so easy for us to, to kind of just get comfortable and then this is my life. This is what I do every day. And we start to not even ask God, God, show me people you want me to minister to today. God, use me. Holy Spirit, speak through me. Let me overflow onto people at work. Let me overflow onto people at school. Let me speak what you want me to speak. We get comfortable. We get content in just how our life is in our daily activities, in our daily world. Don't get comfortable. Don't get content. Don't get complacent. Don't get stagnant. But remember the vision and the dream that God has for your life.
Get ready, get prepared for overflow. God has something so much more for your life. Where you're at right now, he wants you to flourish. But I ask you, do you have that vision? Do you have that dream for your family? I love the scripture in Matthew 9, uh, chapter 9, verse 37. It says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Verse 38 says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I love this scripture. I feel like for the last few years, God's been laying on my heart and telling me, prepare for the harvest. Prepare for the harvest in every area. And I want to encourage you in your life, prepare for the harvest. Get ready for overflow in your life. God has something so great where you are. God has something so great in your job. He has something so great for your family. He has something so amazing for this church. Amen? I want to encourage you, prepare for the harvest. I'll never forget several years ago, we were, um, we were still soul fire, a church at the time. And, um, we had, we had a, a, quite a few people that would come on Sunday mornings and we had a children's ministry that was really just, uh, all of the people that went, it was just, you know, a lot of our friends and a lot of close, all of our close uh, friends and family, but it was all of our children. And I'll never forget when God laid on my heart, you need to start a sign in and sign out sheet. And I was like, well, that seems stupid, Lord, because it's all of our own kids. Like everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows each other's kids. Like, you know, and I remember going to my children's workers and saying, guys, we're going to start a sign in and sign out sheet. And they all, they all kind of fought me on it because they all said, well, we all know everybody's kids. And I said, but guys, God's telling me to prepare for the harvest. It's not always going to just be our kids. It's not always just going to be my friend's kids. It's going to be people that God's going to bring in. So just as God laid that on my heart years ago, and look what he's done throughout the years. He ha we, we, have, we have people that we have no, it's visitors every week that God's bringing in. We prepare for the harvest. I want to encourage you in your own life. Things that seem crazy, like, God, why would you have me do that right now? That makes no sense. And it seems crazy that I would be doing that because, hello, I've done it this way for so many years. I want you to think about maybe God is preparing you for overflow in your life. Maybe he's preparing your family for an overflow of his power of finances. Maybe it's who knows what it is, but I want to encourage you this morning to prepare for the harvest. God's word says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It's not a question, church, as of if there's people out there that need to know about Jesus, right? Can I get an amen? It's not a question of if people need to hear about Jesus. The harvest is plentiful. We are to go out and to tell everybody we can about Jesus. We are, they're going to come in. There, I heard the other day in a sermon, it said, this is a generation of people that they, like they're hungering for God. They, they want something to fill that void in their life. They want to have purpose. They want to have direction in their life. They want to know that their life is more than just the here and now, right? But they're trying to fill it with so many things of this world, but we need to share with them Jesus. Amen? The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. God has so much for your life. Are you ready for overflow? Are you preparing for the overflow? Proverbs 29, 18 says, without a vision, the people perish. This scripture, it means so much 
in my life. And I just think about the church and how our church, the hill is founded on so much vision, amen? Pastor Bo and Megan have so much vision of where God is taking the hill. And aren't you guys excited to be on that team? We're a part of the team of taking the hill to the ends of the earth, amen? It's an exciting vision to be able to, we know that it's not just about just today, we're gonna go through the motions and next Sunday we're gonna do the same thing. And it's not like that at all. We are reaching people, we're planting churches. Can you guys believe that we have four campuses? Is that unbelievable to think that there's four campuses of the hill and God's gonna spread it to the ends of the earth, but being a part of that and having that vision without a vision, the people perish. So I want you to think about in your own life, has God given you a vision, but you've lost sight of that vision because life gets rough? How many of you guys out there, life has just been hard, right? Like life overtakes you sometimes. Life can just get the best of us because it's hard just to get up and get dressed in the morning. Anybody out there, right? And it knocks you down sometimes when you don't even, you're not expecting it. And it can be the hardest thing that you'll ever go through. I want to encourage you this morning. Has God given you a vision and you've lost sight of it? Prepare for the overflow. Today's the day to prepare for the overflow. Get ready for the overflow that God has for your life. There's more to this life. Keep that vision. Keep that vision fresh keep that vision right out in front of you. Maybe you need to write down the vision that God has on your life. Maybe you need to write down the things that God's telling you so that you can come back. Because let me tell you, there are days when the enemy's going to do everything he can to try to tell you that the vision's not real. Can I get an amen? He's going to do everything he can to tell you, you can't do that. You can't even do this. How would you ever do that? The enemy wants to get you down so bad I've had so many surgeries in the last several years. I've had uh, some major problems with my leg and I'm thankful to be able to walk this morning. I'm thankful to be able to stand here. I was telling Nevada last night that um, the last time I got to preach there, I had a, a brace from my hip to my ankle. And so I am just thankful to be able to walk without a brace. Um, I'm so thankful for that. But I tell you what, there have been so many times that the enemy would, would just whisper in my ear, you cannot even stand up on your own two legs. How could you ever go in front of the church this morning and declare how good God is? And you know what? I would take my crutch, <laughs> hit it to the ground and say, devil, take that. I'm going to hop up there anyways and preach how good God is. Even if I have to stand on one leg and hold on to my crutches and not use a microphone, I will scream how good God is because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen? Yeah. I want to encourage you this morning that wherever the enemy's trying to get you down with the vision that God's laid on your heart, with the dream that God's given you, wherever he's trying to discourage you, know that God is the God of the impossible. So that's how you'll know it's God. It's not you, but he's the God of the impossible. Keep that vision. Get ready for the overflow. Get prepared for the overflow. The second thing I want to talk about this morning is what are you speaking? I want to talk about speaking the overflow. Speak the overflow. I could preach an entire message, an entire study on the power of our words. 
Pastor Megan, and I, we've been talking about it. Um, she told me the other day that she, she remembers a pastor telling her one time that the, the tongue is a little member, but it controls the whole body. God's word says that our tongue has the power of life and death. Our words, what we speak into what we speak in our everyday life, it matters. Are you speaking the overflow in your life? Do you speak overflow? I want to ask you today, what are you speaking over your life? What do you speak over your family? What do you speak over your children, over your marriage? I want to just, I want to um, let you know today that if you speak that your marriage is struggling, if that's what you're constantly saying, we have no communication, we constantly struggle. If that's what you're speaking, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have a struggling marriage, right? If you're always speaking that your kids never aren't doing, they, they're, they're nothing, they're never going to do anything, they're always doing this, guess what? That's what your children are going to be. God wants us to speak things that are good. He wants us to speak overflow. He wants us to speak life over our marriages. He wants us to speak life over our families, over our children. He wants us to speak life over our church. I want to encourage you church today. It is so easy for us as a church to kind of get a bad attitude. How many of you out there have ever had a bad attitude? Anybody? Right? Okay, there's two people here that have had a bad attitude, and one of them was me. Has anybody out there ever had a bad attitude, right? And it's so easy in the church for us to have a bad attitude, and then when we have a bad attitude, we share that with someone, right? And then guess what? Bad attitudes spread really fast, amen? They spread really fast, and so we start to have these bad attitudes, and before long, we're speaking death in the church, doing God's work, we're always mad about it. Let me tell you something. Guys, we cannot speak death in our, over our church. We need to speak life over our church. We need to speak. God is wanting to do something so good. The enemy is wanting to do everything he can to destroy it. So we have to remember that God's wanting us to speak life. Even if sometimes we're like not wanting to uh, agree with something, guys, speaking life will change everything. The power of your attitude in a situation, my husband's always telling me, because I am really bad about being a people pleaser, really bad. And just recently we had something with our children's ministry and I am really, I, I'm really bad about, because I knew that some people weren't going to like that. And so I, somebody asked me about it and I said, yeah, we're not having children's ministry on that night. And I mean, they kind of lit into me. They were not happy that they, that we weren't going to have it. And I start backpedaling and I'm like, well, well, I didn't have enough workers and I didn't know. It. And my husband's like, what is, why can't you just say, this is a good thing. God's wanting us to move in this direction with our children's ministry. Because it's the power of your words, right? If you have a good attitude about what you're doing and where God's calling you and what God's doing in the church, guess what? You will influence so many people to have a good attitude about it. 
I encourage you guys, speak life in your church. Speak life in your hill groups. Speak life in the ministries that you are in at the hill. I encourage you to speak life. Don't speak death. And remember that your tongue has so much power in it. God's word says in Proverbs 18, 21, that the tongue has the power of life and death. A commentary that I was reading the other day says, it puts it this way. The tongue has the power of life and death. Your words can either speak life or death. Our words can either build others up or tear others down. And I just think about in our life, are we speaking overflow? Do you speak overflow in your daily life? Like when you wake up in the morning, do you speak overflow? Do you speak the things of the Lord, what God has for your life and for your family? And not just to others, because just like this says, it can either build others up or tear others down. But I want you to think about how do you speak to yourself? What do you think about yourself? I find my, my kids sometimes, whether we're doing school or I'm um, doing athletics or something, but I, every once in a while I'll hear them say, I can't do that. And I'm very quick to say, no, you can do that. Don't say I can't. You can do that. God's word says we can do all things. Amen? Whether that's, whether that's doing school, whether that's at your job, whether that's something just, you know, like I said, having surgeries and man thinking that how am I ever going to be able to walk again or Pastor Tim, how am I ever going to sneeze again, right? Oh, because once you have that surgery, I've heard that that's so hard just to cough or sneeze. How am I ever going to do that again? I can do all things, right? Because God's the one who gives me strength. God's the one who gives me strength. I want you to, I want you to think about what are you speaking in your life? What do you speak over your home? What do you speak over your finances? Do you always speak in lack? Are you always speaking that there's never enough? Are you always speaking that things are, oh, I struggle? Are you always speaking that you're busy? Are you always speaking that you're overwhelmed? Whatever you speak is what you're going to be. In the world, there's been lots of different studies that show that what you speak, what you're, a lot of people call it daily affirmations. And I, um, I, my sister brought this, uh, I had, I, I kept thinking of a movie. How many of you guys remember the movie, Evan Almighty? I need the kids in here for this, right? I need the, I need the children's ministry. I have, I have a lot of kids. Um, but do you guys remember in the movie, Evan Almighty? I just remember that movie. He's in the mirror and he has, I think he has maybe his comb. <laughs> Anyways, he says, I'm happy, handsome, successful. No, I'm happy, handsome, successful. What is it? I'm powerful, handsome, happy, successful. Anyways, he says this every day in the mirror, right? Because he's trying to be the governor or the something. And anyways, I was just thinking about that movie. And I was thinking about how he says that in the mirror. And guess what? He is. He's happy. He's successful. He's handsome. He's powerful, right? Like he says these things because he knows that if he believes these things about himself, that he'll walk in those things in his life, right? And the world will tell you daily affirmations are so important just to, I am worth it. I have a purpose. I have a, there's a lot of really great things with the world. I have goals. I have dreams. I'm going to get there. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to put my dreams in existence. I'm the one that can make the way for me. You do you, right? Like there's all these things that are really great, but God's word backs up 
that what we speak and what our heart thinks actually happens. God's word says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So the world can do whatever the world wants to say. And you can stand in the mirror every day and say, I'm happy, successful, handsome, powerful. You could say that. Or you could stand there and say, God has a purpose for my life. God has a plan for my life. And I want to be a part of that plan. And I want to walk in the direction, God, that you have me to go today. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. I want you to think about that this morning. Are you speaking the overflow in your life? Are you speaking what God has for your life? How do you speak in your life? Do you always speak that you're dependent? Do you always speak that you're addicted? Do you always speak that you're not enough? Luke 6, 45 says, for out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Proverbs 4, 23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. I got my little boy and my husband matching necklaces for Christmas, cross necklaces, and it says on there, Proverbs 4, 23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And out of the overflow, your mouth will speak. What are you speaking out of your mouth? Are you speaking God's word? Are you speaking the promises that God has for your life? Are you speaking what God has louder than what the enemy's speaking to you? Are you speaking the overflow? The next thing I wanna to talk to you about is what are you seeing for your life? Do you see the overflow in your life? So many times in our life, we just see the here and now. We see the struggles that we're facing. And let me tell you, I understand because I've been through a lot of physical trauma over the last four years of my life. And, and actually it goes back. I, I was just telling our church the other day, 20 years ago in 1999 is when I had my first major reconstruction on my leg 20 years ago. And I I've asked God several times, Lord, I've been doing this for 20 years. What, why am I still doing this? But you know what? We know that God's plan is bigger than ours. Amen. We know that God has a purpose for everything we walk through, but it's so easy to see your here and now, your situation, because your situation stinks sometimes. Can I get an amen? What you're going through seems overwhelming. So I want to ask you this morning, do you see the overflow in your life? Do you see that God has so much more for your life? Or do you just see what you're going through right now? Or do you get so caught up in what's going on in our world with politics or with situations in our world that you get so overwhelmed by what's going on in our here and now? Do you see the overflow that God actually has for your life? What do you see for your future? Do you see the impossible? Do you believe for that healing that you've prayed for over and over and over again? Do you still believe for that healing? Do you believe for that crazy financial situation? God's word says in 2 Corinthians 4.18, for we fix our eyes not on what is seen, for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Romans 4.17, one of my favorite scriptures says, he's the God that calls the non-existent things into being. He calls the dead to life. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. I'm gonna have the band go ahead and start to make their way up. At this time, 
because I just want to encourage you this morning. What are you seeing for your life? Do you see victory in your life? Do you see that God has the impossible? Do you see that God actually has overflow of your life for your life? God doesn't always want us to be in lack. God doesn't always want us to walk around in defeat. God does, I know that situations happen and we're gonna have rough days, but see God's word says in Jeremiah 17 that when the winter comes, when the drought comes, it says that our roots should be planted so deep in the Lord that even when the hard times come, that we'll still bear fruit. I have some notes written in my Bible from years ago. I don't even remember where I was or what sermon I was listening to. But my notes in my Bible say, trauma's gonna come. Like hard times are gonna happen in this life. But it's how you prepare for it in the good times. It's how deep you're rooted in the Lord. Because even when those hard times come, God's wanting us to still overflow. I heard Pastor Bo say a while back that when hard times come on your family and come on your life, people will actually start to ask, how are you still doing what you're doing? How are you not falling apart? I look at Pastor Tim and he's went through a lot in the last few months. And you would think, how are you not falling apart? Well, it's because his roots are planted deep in the Lord, amen? It's because he, in the good times, he prepared for life's hard times. So when life's hard times hit him, he didn't crumble. He didn't fall apart. He didn't wonder, oh God, what am I gonna do from this point on? His roots are planted so deep in the Lord that he's still bearing fruit. That's what God has for you. Do you see the overflow in your life? I wanna encourage you that if you're struggling in life, if you feel like you're always walking in defeat, I wanna encourage you to specifically speak God's word over your life. God's word says in Hebrews 4.12 that it is living and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. God's word is for you. It is for your family. It is for your life. And I encourage you, if you are walking around in defeat, or maybe you're like, I'm doing pretty good right now. God's word is for you. He has the best for your life. Start praying God's word over your life. Start praying that you will be a barn. God will make you a barn to where you can be a blessing to all nations on earth. Start praying that you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. That you will be above and not below. God has so much for your life. God's word says that he has more for you last thing I want to leave you guys with today. It's a story in 2 Kings chapter 6. It's a story about the, we have a lot, the prophet Elisha and there was an army getting ready to come and, and kill him and his servant. They were looking for him and they were coming, they were coming to capture him and kill them. And it says it was the, it was the next morning and the prophet Elisha's servant got up and he looked outside and it, there were chariots of the army that coming to kill them, chariots all around the city. 
And he woke Elisha up and he said, there's chariots all around the city. They're gonna attack us and they're gonna kill us. And Elisha like doesn't worry about it at all. He says, oh, our number is greater than they. And the servant says, no, 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 look out there. They're all around us. And Elisha, and I love how he, it's like, it's not even a big deal to him. But he says, oh God, open his eyes, open my servant's eyes. And it says that God opened his servant's eyes. And when the servant looked out, there were actually chariots of fire from the angel armies. God's angel armies were around all of the other army. Chariots of fire. And it said chariots of fire also surrounded all around Elisha. I don't know what you're walking through this morning. I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's financial, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's family issues. Or maybe you're just, you have a vision, you have a dream, you know God's calling you to do more, but you're just discouraged. I wanna encourage you this morning that where the battle may seem too hard and that the number is too great, just know that there's chariots of fire from heaven surrounding you. The angel armies are surrounding you. And sometimes we just need to pray, God, open my eyes. Do you see the overflow in your life? I had a friend tell me that they were praying for Elisha eyes. And as she was telling me that, I just kept thinking, oh God, if we could only see what you see for our lives. Our purpose is so much greater than we can even imagine, but it's our choice to walk in that. So I wanna wanna leave you with today. Are you preparing for the overflow? Are you speaking the overflow in your life? Are you seeing the overflow? And then are you gonna walk in the overflow? because it's our choice of what we're gonna do. God gives us free will. He says you were created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose. He says that he knit you together in your mother's womb. He says that his plans for you are great and mighty and they're plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So I encourage you this morning, are you gonna walk in that overflow that God has for your life? I'm going to have you guys bow your heads, close your eyes for just a moment. And I just want to ask this morning, is there anybody here this morning that feels like God has called you for more, but you're just, you're not walking in it. And God, you know that he wants you to walk in a greater calling, a greater purpose, but you're having a hard time stepping in that. If that's you this morning, I want you to raise your hand. I'm not gonna call you forward, I see your hand. I just wanna pray for you. Is there anybody else out there this morning? You know God has more for your life. You know God has the overflow for you. For your family. I'm just gonna pray over you. Father God, Lord, you see these hands that were lifted this morning. 
And God, you see those hearts, Lord, that they didn't raise their hand, but God, you see the hearts this morning. Lord, my own heart, God, I know that you, God, have more for our lives. Lord, I just ask this morning that you would encourage, Lord, God, those that feel that they're defeated before they even get up in the morning. God, I just ask that today would be the day, Lord, that they can walk in the confidence of you, Jesus. They can walk in the call that you have on their life. God, your word says, let us not just be hearers of the word, but let us be doers of the word. So Lord, I just ask today, God, that you would help your people, God, to walk and be doers of your word. God, help us to walk fully in that overflow that you have for our lives. God, I pray specifically for those that raise their hand today. Jesus, just encourage them today. Give them everything they need. Equip them, strengthen them. Holy Spirit, comfort them right now. Give them everything they need. Your power, God. As your word says in Acts, Lord, the power that we will receive when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Give them the power, Lord, to walk in the overflow, God, that you have for their lives. God, I just pray a blessing over this church, Lord. God, I thank you so much for the campus pastors. God, I thank you for Pastor Tim and Pastor Sharice. Lord, I just ask that you would continue to heal Pastor Tim. God, help his body to be stronger than before, Lord. Restore the years, the months that the locusts have eaten and give them even more, Jesus. God, we just ask for a greater influence here in Stockton and the surrounding areas, God. Lord, we just ask that overflow would happen in this church, God. That the walls would have to expand, God. That more, more seating would have to be brought in, Lord Jesus. Strengthen every team that's here. Strengthen every ministry. God, that's here, every hill group. Bless every heart that goes into the hill Stockton, God. God, we thank you for this place.